Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, I'm excited for today's episode today because I thought of a new way that I think can really help give clarity to people who are struggling with addiction. I think this can really help the wives of men who are struggling to really understand this in a way that, you know, sometimes I'll explain something and then as I continue to explain things, I'll think of new analogies and images. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with a guy that this image kind of popped out and I feel like it perfectly captures why somebody struggles with addiction for so long and it cuts to the core of what needs to be done in order to overcome it in the future so it doesn't keep happening. I had a conversation with a guy today actually. So I had a client who I was doing a session with and he said, he asked me a very important question and I wanted to share this with you. This is kind of what got me thinking about this episode today. He said, that he has always heard that accountability and community are essential to overcome addiction. And he asked me what my thoughts were on that. And so I shared with him this analogy that came to my mind a couple of weeks ago. I said, okay, accountability and community, of course, those can be helpful things in, you know, in certain people's, in people's lives. So for me personally, I remember I had a, a group where me and some buddies, we had an accountability group where we were doing our goals of like, I don't know, for me, it was like four times a week doing meditation, uh, exercise, putting electronics down by 8.30 p.m. and being able to read, spend 20 minutes a day reading. Like I just had these things that I wanted to do. And accountability was a helpful thing for me to follow through on these things. And so he was saying like, yeah, I've heard accountability is necessary in over in order to overcome addiction. And I said, it's, I feel like it's a little different when it comes to addiction. I think accountability has a place. It can be helpful. Community, of course, is tremendously helpful. But when it comes to overcoming addiction, those things are more surface level solutions that don't get to the core of why somebody struggles. And so I said, while it can be helpful to have accountability, it's so much easier to swim downstream. In other words, by resolving the core of addiction and removing the fuel for it, you don't need somebody watching over you so you don't slip. You don't need constant supervision or somebody to monitor or you having all these filters on your phone. If the addiction is solved at the core, those like addiction is just a symptom. Addiction is a symptom of a deeper underlying issue that's not being resolved. It's a coping mechanism. So if you deal with the thing that you're trying to cope with, if you resolve these underlying issues, you won't need to cope anymore in a negative way to get yourself out of pain. And so accountability, community, uh, like a sponsor, those people can be helpful. But in my experience, as I work with people, shifting the way that we look at it can really help speed up the process exponentially and do it in a way that is thorough. And so this is the analogy that I shared with him. So I hope this resonates and makes sense for you guys as well as you listen. I said, imagine a stack of 10 dominoes standing in front of you all in a line. And I said, traditional approaches, whether it's like going to groups and having accountability partners and community and filters, again, like those things can be helpful. And I said, imagine having those 10 dominoes that you're looking at when the first one falls, the next one falls, knocks down the next one and the next one until the final one. 
I said that most people, when they look at overcoming addiction, they're focusing on preventing that last domino from falling. In other words, the last domino is the behavior. It's the slip up. It's the, it's the, it's the setback back into old patterns. It's the action, right? It's the, when you turn back to pornography or texting somebody that you shouldn't be texting or looking at something they shouldn't be looking at, that's the final domino. And so much of everybody's efforts are geared towards making sure that last domino doesn't fall over. That's where accountability comes into place, right? It's like, okay, right before I slip, I've worked with people in the past who have gone to different groups, which is great. I don't discourage anybody from going to groups. I just, I, I have a different view on the, the place and the, the, the role that groups have. I think groups can be helpful to get support, sure. But he said like he'd go to group, he'd have his accountability partner, he'd have his sponsor, and the sponsor would say, hey, when you're feeling triggered, when you're feeling tempted, give me a call. And he's like, okay, I will. And then when the moment came, sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. The times that he did call, sometimes that helped and sometimes it didn't. And so it's like the final domino, again, when approaching it from this traditional way of doing it, so much of the effort and the energy is focused on that last one or two dominoes, making sure they don't fall over. And I said, if people truly want to achieve freedom, and when I say freedom, I'm not just talking like sobriety for lack of a better word. I'm not just talking about the absence of slip-ups. I'm talking about this is no longer a part of your life anymore. I'm talking about how you can just feel normal and you don't have to be hypervigilant against something, you know, a trigger knocking you off balance and you falling back to the old patterns. I'm talking, it's like you don't even think about it anymore. This is not a part of your life. This is not something you struggle with. This is not a concern anymore. When people get to that point, I say that is freedom because they're not being bound by this thing anymore. Again, hypervigilance is looking at that last domino and making sure it doesn't fall down. So when I work with people, this is what I shared with the guy that I was working with today. I said, yes, those things can be helpful again on the last domino there, but you're constantly, if you're devoting all of your energy and attention and time into propping up the last domino to make sure it doesn't fall, you're always playing catch up. You're always behind the eight ball, as it were, where you're in a very precarious position of trying to make sure that, you know, the last line of defense doesn't fail you. And I said, it's so much more effective if we can take 90% of our time and attention, because I'm a, I'm a huge believer as well of having positive, like healthy coping mechanisms, because life is difficult. Life is stressful roadblock, you know, we run into roadblocks, relationships, we, there, there are ups and downs. So knowing how to deal with that is crucial. But in terms of finding freedom from addiction, if we spent 90% of our effort on the first domino and making sure that first one doesn't fall over, or rather maybe a better way to say that is you turn the positioning of that domino pointing it towards a different direction so it doesn't knock down the rest of the dominoes leading back to addiction, that's when people can find freedom. And so I explained to him the first and second domino, the early, early part of the, the, the strand there is triggers. Triggers and these underlying core beliefs about who we are as a person. So let me explain this uh, through a story. 
I remember working with a guy who would struggle with texting people inappropriately and uh, he had an affair in his relationship. And so as we started to discuss what was going on, what was at the core of this, what was driving it, he's, he gave me this example of him going to the gym and when he got to the gym, he would kind of look around and scan the room. And what he was looking for was attention from another girl, another, you know, some female there. And he said that when he got, and when he was looking around and made eye contact with somebody and he could tell that there was a positive response, that hit of like dopamine was a, w- w- directly spraying from the meaning that he made from that exchange. In other words, when he saw somebody give him like positive nonverbal uh, like a response for him. He made that mean I'm enough. He said, if I can get attention from somebody else, it's validation that I'm worthy. It's validation that I'm enough, that I'm attractive, that I'm somebody to be desired. And he said that that is the moment that would lead him down this path of making contact with her communication. And when the affair, there was one affair in the relationship in the past that's when the affair happened, was when he got that hit of attention because of what he made it mean. And so the majority of our work was centered on helping him resolve and, uh, I don't know if heal is the right word, but replace this negative belief of not being worthy. That was the very first domino in this stack of dominoes and the set of dominoes was once that fell over, then the temptation was there. Then the thought of getting her contact information was there. Then he would rationalize it. Then he would justify his actions. And there was a series of things that would happen internally. And this is true for anybody that I work with. And we all, as people, like as people, this is what we do. We have this thing. There's a temptation. There's a trigger. Then we start to rationalize and think through it and justify and minimize and shift blame to somebody else. We do all of these internal things to arrive at the decision to say, yes, I'm going to do the thing because of all of what we've done previous. Again, the rationalization, the minimization, all of that takes place. Those are the dominoes that fall over. And so it's so difficult for somebody after they've been triggered, after there's the temptation there, after they've justified it, after all this has happened, it's so much harder to prop up the last domino and prevent it from falling. So what we did was we focused on let's resolve this negative belief that you have about yourself of you not being worthy. Where did this come from? This belief, this idea that you're not enough. And the belief that if you get attention from another woman, that that makes you enough. We peeled back the layers to process through where this came from, how he made those connections, and then we resolved it on a deeper emotional level. So he then left the session not believing those old things anymore. I walked him through a set of experiences, a set of exercises that helped him shift this belief, not just intellectually, not just cognitively, but truly change how he saw and felt about himself, which then takes that domino and removes it from the stack. So now he can go to the gym And he's going to the gym with very different energy now. He doesn't have to look around and get attention from somebody else. He doesn't have to scan the room in hopes of getting validation because he feels in and of himself that he's already enough. 
that he doesn't need outside approval from some other person that he doesn't know because he already feels confident. He already feels grounded in his worth. He feels like he's enough. He feels this validation in and of himself. Therefore, this whole strand of dominoes never even starts to fall. He doesn't even think about, again, as we did our work together, he and his wife came in, right? So we did some individual work. Then we did some relationship work to repair the damage. He wasn't, as we went through the process, he wasn't even thinking about other people anymore. He was never getting triggered to look at pornography because that was a part of his pattern as well. That stuff wasn't even a part of his mindset anymore because the dominoes weren't falling. And so going back to what I shared with this client today, I said, yes, accountability can be helpful. Community is great. I think, you know, we thrive when we have people who support us. We're wired for connection. That's a one of the main takeaways of most of the episodes that I talk about is how crucial connection is. And I often try to give tools to help you guys create it in your relationships. So having a community and a group of people who support you, whether it's a formal group or a group of friends or a family, whatever that looks like for you, those are so important to our development as people. Those things do not resolve the negative beliefs that we have about ourselves, though. They don't rewire triggers so they don't fire off the the set of dominoes. Support is helpful, but but in terms of finding true freedom from addiction, we want to start at domino number one and two. And once we resolve those things and they're not firing off anymore and you're not triggered anymore, and again, a trigger is something that I, when I'm referring to triggers, I'm talking about these underlying, this underlying emotion that gets brought up. It's, a, it's an emotional reaction where the pull of addiction grabs you and pulls you in. Because if you're walking down the street and there's, you know, like an attractive person, let's say, you're at the grocery store, you see an attractive person, that doesn't have to be a trigger for addiction, you can notice, oh, that person's attractive. Just like a man can know, like if I'm at the gym and I see some other guy there and he's like shredded and he's ripped, I can notice like, dang, that guy's, you know, he's he's been working out for a long time. He is like, you can tell he's muscular. He looks, he's obviously strong. He looks good. But that, like, I can just notice that like, yeah, wow, that guy's ripped. Awesome. Like, let me keep, like, that's a good model for what I want to try to accomplish or whatever, like whatever your goals are at the gym. But if you see an attractive person, male or female, you can notice that and then just move on with your day. It doesn't have to activate the addictive pattern. And so once you rewire triggers on the inside and you handle the first domino, the second domino, that strand doesn't fall anymore. Once your self-worth is strong, once you believe and feel that you're enough and you're worthy and you resolve whatever other underlying issue is there, the addiction doesn't get triggered anymore. Again, you're truly free and you can live in a different way. This is when I think accountability and community can go even further. So for me, when I had my group of friends, it was we were moving towards this positive outcome. The outcome was let's become more healthy, let's become more grounded, let's have sharper, clearer minds. And so having accountability around these positive things, like a, a new positive direction that you're going towards, that's when I feel like accountability really plays a powerful role. If you have to have an accountability partner to, sur- like, uh, so you're under surveillance 
or so they're making sure that you don't mess up. That's you're fighting against the current then. And so I wanted to share this analogy in hope in, in hopes that this helps to kind of recalibrate how you're seeing things that we want to swim downstream. If we can make things go right, that's where we want to start. And then all along the way, we can build in these positive coping mechanisms. We can have new ways of responding to difficult situations. We can put in healthy living behaviors. Having a group of people who are like-minded doing the same thing, focusing on the same positive outcomes, that is all tremendously helpful. And I hope that you're also uh, hearing, or uh, this is becoming clear as well, that We want to resolve the core of it by starting at the beginning of the pattern. Because once we can do that, then truly you can find freedom and it's not a problem anymore. I was, uh, I had a call with somebody last week who I'm going to start working with in two days. I'm so excited for this call because again, I shared this analogy with him. He's like, he told me, he's like, I've, I've been doing this for 20 years. Not that he's been addicted for 20 years. He said he's been trying to overcome his addiction for 20 years. And I asked him, okay, what have you done? He's like, well, I've gotten coaches before. I've got, I'm in a group currently. I'm doing all of the things. And I said, well, what are you focusing on in your coaching? Or previously when you were doing coaching, he's like, well, the coach had me come up with a plan and he really emphasized and focused on my why statement. And I told him this domino analogy and I said, those things are great. But a plan, again, when I hear I've got a recovery plan, my mind goes to, I kind of translate that in here right before that last domino falls. I know what I'm supposed to do. And he said, same thing with the why statement. I've got a why statement. So I've got a reason to prop up this last thing. So it doesn't fall because of X, Y, Z reason. I think again, those things are helpful. We want to have a plan, but if 90% of your focus is on what to do right before things go wrong, you're already playing catch up and it's too late. And so I'm so excited to work with this person uh, in part because of how sincere and how much, how desperately he's been fighting. And I know with this process, we're going to be able to achieve a different result for him because we're going to start at domino number one and two, make the changes there. Now it becomes like almost effortless for him to live a different way because from the very beginning, we're swimming downstream and we're going in a different direction. So I hope this is helpful. I would encourage you as you're, as you're reflecting on this to think about what's domino number one and two for you. Sometimes people don't know. And that's where I think doing a process of trying to identify that and talking through that. Again, this is the session number one when I work with people is identifying what that is so that then we can solve it. But if you know what it is, that's where I would encourage you to spend the time and attention to resolving those core things that you know are triggering you so that once the trigger is handled and you reprocess it, whatever the trigger is, again, there's a a process and a way to do it depending on the thing. But once you can, if it's a belief, you're challenging, you're, you're redefining, you're working through these beliefs. If it's some visual trigger and it's in the same way, you're reprocessing how that affects you internally. But once you do that, that's Like that's when you can find that freedom. So I would encourage you to reflect on and try to identify what those things are and then spend your time and attention tackling those so you ultimately don't have to deal with this problem anymore. So I hope that's helpful. I wanted to share that because again, I felt like the analogy as I reflected on it and as I've shared that with other people, the the feedback has been positive. It seems to make sense. 
And I hope that gives you a framework to know what to focus on as you move forward. So I look forward to speaking with you guys again, and I hope this is helpful as you implement this over the next week or two, and then you can go from there. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.